Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Collis. And today we're going to take a look at Professor Brian Cox with his live show, which is an interesting one because it is a, it's essentially a lecture, but it's going to be a fun lecture with lots of state-of-the-art technology within this lecture. And why am I doing this one? Well, that's because people find stuff like this entertaining and they do because not only is professor brian cox a uh, <laughs> a professor in his own right but he's also a showman as well and he's also a musician at one point he did he was in a band but we'll get into that when we go over his uh, background so today's show is a five truck show five trucks for a lecture are you mad? I hear you say. No, it's true. Five trucks for his lecture. So you have most of the uh, most of the setup is a ginormous is a ginormous LED screen. And when I say ginormous, I mean it is a massive screen. It is um, it's 15 meters long, 15 meters long, yeah, and it is uh, five meters high. 15 meters long and 5 meters high it's a massive screen yeah the biggest screen that we've had in here for a very very long time and it's not a uh, standard LED screen we're talking about a high-res LED screen so on here on this podcast you've heard about certain screens like the top level translucent LED screens this is like one step below that so it's a black translucent screen so not as crystal clear as the other ones but it's equally as high def as those ones as well so it is pretty pretty meaty as a uh, screen he's got a small rolling stage in front of this led screen and we're talking about two panels deep and six panels wide and you've got treads which are stairs going stage left stage right uh, indented in the upstage proportion what he's also done as well is the uh, stage isn't draped off there's nothing underneath the stage because it's a nice chrome under uh, stage and it's polished as well so why have they done that because they're lighting it they're under lighting the stage which is a first for me to see in this arena I've seen it done before but <laughs> you can hear the sound check going off at the back at, in the arena at the moment uh, but yeah it's the first time I've seen this in this seen the understage lighting in, in this arena and it looks pretty good because the way how the stage how the uh, chrome portions of the understage is uh, is all nicely polished so it's reflecting the light very beautifully you've also got a handful of moving lights standing on the floor stage left and stage right and then in a uh, parallel L shape and also you've got a few uh, lights hanging in the rig but there's not many in there they're just there to give the uh, stage a nice little wash over and avoid hitting the old uh, LED screen so uh, it doesn't lose any so it doesn't get washed out but primarily you have uh, four, yes, four robo spots. Just picking up Professor Brian Cox from the front 
two from the front and two from the back so he's completely lit and he I think he might actually come down onto the floor as well but any time will tell so we've done the lighting we've done the screen sound wise there's a, there's not much sound rig he doesn't need it because it's a lecture you've got a line array which is only uh, six speakers deep too wide and set back a little bit and 45 degrees outwards either state on both stage left and stage right you have a smaller line array which is only four deep and one wide and that will give the nice surround sound effect as well other than that it's all there it's not much to report on the actual technical aspects of the show until we actually see the show and the show is basically going to be lots of live demonstrations of his uh, theses and I wonder what he's going to be talking about but we do know one thing he's going to be talking about space because he is a physicist that talks about space now whilst we're here let's hear some of his background so Brian Edward Cox CBE FRS was born 3rd of March in 1968 and is an English physicist and former musician who is a professor of particle physics in the School of Physics and Astronomy at the, at the University of Manchester and a Royal Society Professor for Public Engagement in Science. He is best known to the public as the presenter of science programmes especially the Wonders of series and for popular science books as such as why does e equals mc squared and the quantum universe cox has also been cox has been described as the natural successor for the bbc scientific programming by both david attenborough and patrick moore before his academic career cox was a keyboard player for the british bands dream and dare he was born in the Royal Oldham Hospital, later living nearby in Chatterton from 1971. He has a younger sister. His parents worked for Yorkshire Bank, his mother as a cashier and his father as a middle manager in the same branch. He recalls a happy childhood in Oldham that included pursuits such as dance, gymnastics and plane and bus spotting. He attended the private home grammar school in Oldham from 1979 to 1986. He has stated in many interviews and an episode of Wonders of the Universe that when he was 12, the books, the, uh, the book Cosmos by Carl Sagan was a key factor in inspiring him to become a physicist. He said on the Jonathan Ross show that he performed poorly on his maths A-level exam. I got a D. I was really not very good. I found you needed to practice. In music, in the 1980s and 1990s, Cox was a keyboard player for the rock band Dare and released two albums with Cox Out of the Silence in 1988 and Blood, St and Blood from Stone in 1991. He joined D-Ream, a group that had several hits in the UK charts including the number one Things Can Only Get Better. Oh, he was in that, was he? Later used as New Labour Election Anthem, although he did not play on the track. In 2015, he appeared as a guest keyboardist during a live performance of the song Your Silent Face by New Order. Cox wrote the foreword of the, of the official orchestral, orchestral manoeuvres in the Dark AMD biography. Uh, pretending to see the future in 2018 having been obsessive fan of the band in his youth he said of their songs they shaped my character and inspired me to make music
Cox studied physics at the University of Manchester during his music career. He earned a bachelor's degree of science degree with first-class honours. After D-Ream disbanded in 1997, he completed his Doctor of Philosophy degree in High Particle Energy Physics at the University of Manchester. His thesis, Double, Diff Double Diffraction Distillation at Large Momentum Transfer, was supervised by Robin Marshall and based on research he did on the H1 experiment at the Hadron Electron Ring Angle Hera Particle Accelerator at the DESI Laboratory in Hamburg, Germany. Cox has appeared on many science programs for BBC Radio and television, including in Einstein's show, the BBC Horizon series, The Six Billion Dollar Experiment, What on Earth is Wrong with the Gravity? What on Earth is Wrong with Gravity? Do you know what time it is? And can we make a star on Earth? And as a voiceover for the BBC, for the and a voiceover for the BBC's bite-sized revision programs, he presented the five-part two BBC Two Television wonder, series Wonders of the Solar System in that, in early 2010, and a follow-up four-part series Wonders of the Universe, which began on the 6th of March 2011. Wonders of Life, which is which he described as a physicist's take on life natural history was broadcast in 2013. He co-presented Space Hoppers and has also featured in Danny's House on CBBC. Cooks also presented a three-part BBC series called Science Britannica which sees him explore the contribution of British scientists over the last 350 years as well as the relationship between British science and public perception thereof. So here is Brian Cox's film filmography. So between 2005 and 2009, he worked on Horizon as a uh, guest presenter. In 2008, he uh, was on The Big Bang Machine. 2010, he worked on Wonders of the Solar System, Danny's House, Would I Lie to You, as a panellist. Between 2011 and 2012, he worked as a panellist on QI and 2011 to 2017 and 2019 he was on stargazing live as a co-presenter 2011 he worked on wonders of the universe the night with the stars the one show the nights the sky at night the graham norton show the horizon guide moon until in 2012 he was on the Jonathan Ross show and Doctor Who as himself in a, as a cameo. 2013 was Wonders of Life, Science Botanica, Conan, The Science of Doctor Who and In Search of Science. 2014 on CBB's Bedtime Stories, Monty Python Live, Human Universe, Space, Time and Videotape. 2015 on absolutely anything 2016 forces of nature the entire universe and 2017 he was on life of a universe john bishop in conversation with an episode of postman pat and the 21st century race for space in 2019 he was on the planets and 2021 brian cox's adventures in space and time and universe and in 2022 he was on mandy and brian cox seven days on a mars his discography for his music for his musical career for the band dare out of the silence in in, in 1988 and blood from stone in 1991 and for d room 
it was D-Ream on volume 1 in 1993 and D-Ream in memory of in 2011. So that's a nice little bit of uh, info on Professor Brian Cox. And I'm sure that when we get to see him live on stage he will not let us down because he is very, pro is very prolific with his uh, articulation and he has some great science and he has some great experiments that and examples of how to explain the, explain the theories that he talks about. We'll be back after this. So not only does Master X Media have a series of podcasts, but we also have a series of books. The first book is actually two books, it's volume one and volume two, of a tribute to working at sea. The best fiction is based on truth. This is a compilation of short stories, rants and poems loosely based on the author's experience at working on a cruise ship. Some of these stories are based on actual events but highly exaggerated, whilst other stories are pure fiction. The title of the book A Tribute To is fitting with the tone of the book because, like a tribute act, it is a blatant altered reality where you can enjoy it knowing it's not quite the truth. There are things of alcoholism which used to be highly prevalent within workers in the cruise industry, as well as stories with a sexual nature. So sit down, relax and enjoy the ride of A Tribute to Working at Sea Volumes 1 and 2. All of these books are available on Amazon and are available in paperback and on Kindle. And the links for all of these books are in the description below. And we're back. So the main thing is for me to not ruin this for anyone. And when I say that, I mean by spoiling the show. So just going to give you some of my notes because it was a good show. I mean, I've, I've always been interested in stuff like this. And even if uh, you're not a science fanatic, it was visually stunning. And the uh, graphical representations of the theories they were outstanding they were absolutely outstanding so let's have a look then so brian cox his show had a two minute overture of a classical of a classical song and i can't remember what it's called and unfortunately in this day and age I would be frowned upon if I got my phone out and started to Google the music uh, in the auditorium and have everyone looking at me like, what's this bellend doing? Which I don't want to do. So, I'll just describe what happened. So, within within this two-minute overture, we had a colour-changing sequence from the lights, which were under the stage and around the stage, and then a few of the squashes uh, that were looking down onto the stage from the grid. And then once the sequence had finished, faded into a blackout on uh, the count of zero because there's two counts. And then the second count was when the video screen came to life and it started off with a star collapsing into a supernova and a massive explosion, which we're assuming is the Big Bang or something thereof. And then it turned into, uh, then the screen went from the supernova into nebulas, and then it went from nebulas into star formations, followed by a planet flyby looking at the Milky Way galaxy, then onto a small planet going past a star. 
so, like Mercury. You know, you aren't because you didn't see the whole star. You just saw a section of this star, this fiery ball of gas, and this little sorry speck of uh, rock that was just floating past it. Such a stunning resolution, I have to say. Anyways, I'll get onto that in a moment. And then, it, then the screen morphed into a flyby of the, of our moon, revealing Earth, like in 2001: Space Odyssey. So the camera starts off on the moon, and then, as the uh, moon rotates and the camera tracks in, you see Earth coming up from the horizon. It looks amazing. Really looks amazing. And then, the screen morphed into a water scene where you had all these hydro events just warming up bits of the ocean and whatnot and then that morphed into tree life the tree life morphed into cities the cities morphed into an orbital shot of the earth followed by space stations and spaceships and uh, these space faring civilizations with massive mega structures in space so that's obviously the start the present and the future what else did we see? And that was just the intro. What else did we see? So we saw a detailed view of the Milky Way galaxy from a photo stitch. So the uh, Northern Hemisphere, he was saying in the picture, were outer left and outer right. And the Southern Hemisphere was the centre of the uh, screen. And that's because the South Pole will always face towards the galactic centre. And the North Pole always... Uh, points away and that's how they stitched the map together he pointed out the uh, position of the Andromeda galaxy from that shot as well and some satellite galaxies to the Milky Way and what are sat satellite galaxies they are kind of part of the Milky Way but not so they're just out of reach you know they're just there close by and when I say close by it's on a galactic sense because it's not close by in real terms when you think about their distance from that from that dwarf from that satellite galaxy to earth we're talking about hundreds of thousands of light years away <laughs> so for us that's a long way but in galactic terms it's not we saw a close by galaxy that was 30 million light years away and it was 50,000 light years across and that and then the photo shows the that galaxy colliding with another galaxy it's in mid collision as we speak right now and that light would have taken um that light that we're seeing right now was like over 30 million years ago with it but if you want to simplify things which i'm going to simplify it because not even i understand all this stuff but 30 million years ago is when it started to, co uh, to uh, <laughs> collide and we're just seeing that now so I wonder what it's like <laughs> in real time now probably merge completely anyways and all of this was shown in the first 10 minutes of the uh, show or lecture however you want to put it so what else did we learn uh, within the within this show we learned a lot about black holes and we saw the uh, computer model of what a black hole looks like and if you've seen the film Interstellar it is exactly the same model of what they used in Interstellar for that movie but a different render of uh, the same uh, of the same data 
but that's as close as you can get to it. And since the uh, James Webb telescope launched uh, this year, it, sh it showed a photograph. They actually got a photograph of an actual black hole where you've got all the, this ring of light and nothing in the middle. That is the black hole because it's sucking the light into it. And also we learned that there's currently two trillion galaxies, two trillion galaxies in the observable universe and counting. They're still finding more because the James Webb telescope is able to look that far out and into the past. And there's so much more in there, so much more. Uh, I wish I could tell you the rest of it, but it will ruin the show. It will completely ruin the show, and I'm sure there'll be a DVD of this or even a uh, broadcast of it on the BBC at some point. That being said, let's go back into the uh, production aspects of this show. Let's start off with the LED screen. It is a high-definition, high-res screen, and some of the shots that they had on there because of the size of these pictures they had to scroll it even on the resolution of this screen which is 16 meters long and 6 meters high yeah it still wasn't big enough to do a whole photo of uh, what he showed he basically uh, what he had to do was scroll onto that screen and it was uh, the picture was that big in respect to the resolution of this screen it was uh, four. It was four screens worth of photo, which is massive. It is absolutely massive, and that was the uh, shot with the two trillion galaxies and counting. The colours on this screen were amazing. I've not seen, I've not seen anything this detailed on a screen like this. I've just not seen it, and now the technology is there. You can tell that it is nice and crisp. And you wouldn't be able to put it off, not at that resolution, to have it that colour vibrant and clear, lots of clarity within it. Lighting wise, you had all the lights that were there to complement what was going on the screen. They never interfered with the screen. When something big was going on in a massive VT sequence, Professor Brian Cox would be faded out on his follow spots. So you saw all of what was going on the screen and the lights will be yet peppering the audience or pointing away from the screen so it didn't interfere with what was going on and it was a visual masterpiece especially with the lights underneath the stage lighting up the chrome legs of the stage and this is this has to have been a brand new stage that they had specifically bought for the show rather you know and then it will go back into higher stock afterwards but it was brand new and the legs were perfect there and they were polishing these legs before the start of the show so the lights would uh, refract from that even more so it was all very done it was all done very scientifically and it looked marvelous absolutely marvelous sound quality was perfect i mean at the end of the day it was professor brian cox and his guest talking so you didn't need a massive sound system all you needed was a bit of bass which they got on the floor by the, uh, which is masking some of the uh, lights on the floor and you got the flown line arrays that's all you needed and it was very clear there's so much clarity especially when they're playing the music from the uh, 
from the Vijay sequences. It was a good experience, and even if you're not really into the uh, astronomy and physics like this, from a point of view like the from a show point of view, it was definitely an audiovisual extravaganza, and I highly recommend going to see something like this in the future or if you're able to get onto this tour do it because it is definitely well worth the money as being a massive a visual and audible experience if you like today's podcast please hit like subscribe and share if you haven't already done so why not check out more content from master x media by clicking the link in the description below and that will take you to, to all our podcast channels to all our youtube channels to our books and and to our social media so until next time guys Bye for now.